Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Today, we have a very timely and very, very important topic to talk about. So a lot of times, whenever we talk to amazing women in the insurance space, we talk about topics that that are maybe a little bit more long-term, their management, their structure, their family. But today, we're talking about things that are changing today. Today, we're talking about flood insurance, specifically with Lisa Hass out in Florida. And she is in the midst of it. She's in the middle of everything right now. And we are excited to be able to talk to her today because there are some really big changes going on that we want to make sure everybody along the coastline knows across the United States because this is big stuff. So Lisa, welcome to the Power Women podcast again. How are you doing? Great. Always glad to see you. Oh, I appreciate that. Now, you are with Iron Rock Insurance out of Florida. So tell us real quick, just uh, just for a few minutes, tell us a little bit about you, how you got started in the industry and what you're doing these days. Well, I'm an independent agent. Um, our agency is only a little over a year old, but I've been insurance my entire life. My family owned an agency here locally, worked for the family agency from the time I was in high school until, like I said, we made the decision that it was best for me to open my own shop. We are still family owned and operated. It's myself, my youngest daughter and my husband, plus we have some other agents and a customer service rep. I like it. I like that you're out there taking Florida by storm. What states are you lo- are you licensed in? Just Florida, man. Florida's enough for any one girl to handle. You know, I hear people all the time say that, that Florida is just a hot mess right now. So right now we're talking about the floods. And just to give everybody a little bit of a timeline on this, today is Tuesday, September 7th. And we just recently went through the big hurricane that came up through Louisiana, kind of curved to the right, ended up taking up a lot of that northwest area. And we have a lot of things still coming up. We're still kind of in the middle of hurricane season um, or beginning middle. When does hurricane season end? At least is it like end of October or when does it end? Yeah, November 1st, June 1, okay. November 1. All right, perfect, perfect. So we're in the midst of all that. So Lisa, tell us what's going on that we need to know specifically wow. about the flood insurance business. It has been a, it's been a scary weekend for me. We've been hearing about flood insurance changing the maps over the last year or so. It's all going to come out around the 1st of October. Well, we've been waiting and waiting. We've done some webinars and it's all been very vague, as with a lot of government things. It's vague. It's Mm going to happen. It's going to change. Nobody really up in arms about what the changes are going to be. Well, last week I had a gentleman that's closing in October and I was able to actually go in and rate it. Based on what his rate would be today, his rate's $766. Not bad, you say. On a half million dollar house, we're good. His rate as of October 1st is going to be $9,000. Oh, my goodness. We're aghast because we're thinking we've done it wrong. We've done it and redone it. Yeah. We've tested different addresses in our area, and it's just crazy as to what the new rates are going to be. And that's what nobody is being told, what the new rates are going to be. Right. 
right now because everybody's just saying, hey, we're going to re-rate. And re-rates happen, quote unquote, all the time, right? Because, I mean, they sit back and they go, oh, you're in zone this right now, but then you could be in zone that like later on. What are they using to be able to, or what information, what data, what what tools, what blah, any word that you want to use, right? Because they can right. use tons of different things to be able to determine a flood zone. So what are they doing to determine the changes that are actually resulting in a lot of this, um, but, you know, the, the premium changes as well? Well, from what we've been told from our write your own carrier, flood zones no longer matter. Elevations. Flood no zones matter. don't matter. Hold on. Flood, flood zones, zones don't, don't matter. matter. Yep. Wow. Elevations and having a positive elevation no longer matters. What matters is the big factors are your square footage and how close you are to water. We're right off of Tampa Bay. So hence, right. it's all based on how close we are to the bay. Most of our homes are within 2,500 feet yeah. of water that bleeds out into the bay. Wow. Wow. So, so really, wow. So, does the, the history of flooding go into that? Because there's a lot of people who, whenever you live on the water like that, they actually build up. They build in areas that are a lot more safe, right? They're not like, they don't build at the level of the water, like as far as elevation goes. They have certain things. The builders have done things to be able to compensate for that. So are you seeing any of that go into play with any of these no, flood premiums? Not at all. Not at all. So when our town was established in 1959, our natural land elevation is between seven to nine feet above sea level. So FEMA came down in June of 1980 and set our firm date. Anything built post June 1980 had to be at certain elevations. And over the years, elevations have changed in different areas. So all right. of our required elevations are somewhere between 10 and 12 feet above sea level. The, this doesn't count now. All of those houses, even though we have those requirements, that's not being taken into account. The gentleman that I referred to back a moment ago, he was a plus one elevation. So he was built a foot higher than what was required, and his rate's now going to be $9,000. We're not in an area, as in you've seen in some parts of southern Louisiana and all of that, that gets constantly flooded. We've never in our area, Palo Beach, Florida, have never had a flood. We've never come close. We've never experienced flooding at any of our homes here. As far as I'm aware, there's never been a home damaged by true flooding here in Apollo Beach. Wow. But yet they're going to try to charge $9,000 a year. That really is going to make it to where it's going to completely change the dynamics of people building and or purchasing homes. Are there any other ways that people can get around these flood challenges? Because I mean, I know what we're talking about here is FEMA, right? We're talking about flood insurance that's backed by FEMA. Is this a way maybe for FEMA to force people into maybe private flood or would flood have to go by the same rules or how would that specifically go? That's what I'm thinking, but what's going to happen? There's three ways that we figured out how to, to change this up a little bit, make it more cost-effective for the consumer. One is they can go private flood insurance, which that's a good option. Um, in the past, private flood has really not been a great price in our area, but that may change up a little bit with all the right. compared to $9,000 a year. Compared right? to $9,000, what else could it be? The other way we can do it is 
we can, certain homeowners insurance carriers in Florida will allow you to add flood to the homeowner's policy. Mm-hmm. With that, a lot of times the we've not done that in the past because it was more expensive for the consumer. Well, now changing it up with the new flood rates, it will not be. Um, the third thing is what we can possibly do is if there's an existing flood insurance policy, we can use that to somewhat grandfather the rate in so they can use the current rate. Now, what's going to happen after that, if you have an existing policy or if you use that grandfathered rate, the rate's going to go up 18% a year until your rate reaches what they presume that the new accurate rate is going to be. So 9,000% more. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I mean wow. What they're going to do on the renewals, they're going to re-rate them and see which rate benefits the consumer. Whichever benefits the consumer, that's what they get. Obviously, in our immediate area, the new rate will not benefit them. So they'll just see the rate increase. But again, it'll get to a certain point where it's not affordable. I ran a a bunch of different comparisons to see old rates, new rates in our area. There is an area that was built two foot higher than required. When this community was built, the developer built it two foot higher than required. Had it removed from the flood zone, so they have a LOMAR, a letter of map revision. So these folks don't have to buy flood insurance, but their community requires it because they are in two, three, and four plexes. Yeah. The HOA requires it. Yeah, their HOA requires it because they're attached. But they're not in a they're not in a flood zone or they're they not even mapped in the they were they were no. excluded. Yeah, they were in an X zone, but the HOA said we think this is a reasonable and prudent thing to do. We are close enough to water. 30% of all floods happen in the quote unquote lower risk areas. And they are requiring them to buy them. So we could sell a preferred risk policy, $572. The new rate is now $4,000. These houses are valued, yeah, these houses are valued on a market value, maybe $300,000. Now we have an older section of our town. And this area in the crazy market today, their value is about $250,000 on a, you know, on a high day because our market's kind of crazy. But in the real world, in real market, it's about a dollars $200,000 house. You have a lot of folks who've been there generationally in this part of town. Their flood insurance has gone from $2,100 to $4,000, again, $4,000. Mm. These are folks that, that will not be able to pay the additional premium, even if they're escrow, their house payment's going to go up two, three, four hundred dollars a month. And with yep. the taxes are going, property taxes are going, they're going to lose their house. They're not going to be able to afford it. Well, and especially those people who you said maybe have been there generationally and maybe they're on a fixed income, they're older, maybe. Yeah. You know, and they just they can't afford to live in that house anymore because of specifically the flood insurance. You know, I mean, I know. So, so in Dallas and I'm in Dallas. So in Dallas, whenever people reach a certain age, their property taxes are frozen as far as school districts and so forth. Do you guys have that option? Not that that has anything to do with flood, but you know, I mean, do you, I mean, hopefully I know a lot of people kind of count on that to be able to help mitigate some of their extra exposures, but I mean, if their insurance for flood is going up 18 to 20, 25% per year until it forever will continue to go up, but then you know, that will be a huge problem for them very quickly. Yes. 
Absolutely. Well, we do have some things for veterans here in Hillsborough County, for elderly, for blind, disabled. We have all kinds of little tax breaks in the property taxes. But again, with this flood insurance stuff, it, it's when you're talking a two to three hundred dollar a month increase in the flood insurance premium, they're not going to be able to afford it. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So what are you, so what are you seeing? Because it's really going to affect not only just the fact that it's going to gradually creep up at the 18 to 20% every year for people who currently have a home and current homes can be grandfathered. But then on the other side of that conversation, new homes can't be grandfathered in. So where do you see that that's really going to be a problem for new home builds? Because I mean, you know, especially younger people-ish, I mean, I hate to use the word younger people, but say 35, right, buying their first house, right? They're out there trying to buy their first house. And I mean, you know, we all know that home ownership sometimes can come in as a little bit of a surprise, all the, all the expenses that come in with it. But then whenever flood insurance, especially if they're not educated well on the fact that their flood insurance will continue to go up and to yeah. expect it, how do you see new home buyers, builders, you know, who are trying to build their first home. How do you, how do you kind of see that as coming into fruition for people who are just trying to buy their first home? Well, I, I can tell you, as long as we have the ability to be able to put the homeowners and the flood together with a, under a one carrier, the new stuff will be okay because a lot of these carriers that will do the home insurance with the flood insurance endorsement on them, they want the newer mm. houses. The two of the carriers I can think of offhand, they won't write a house. One won't write a house over five years old. One won't write a house under ten, over ten years old. So we've got a little bit of a niche there, a little bit of a, a little bit of a reprieve. But big picture, grand picture, Florida homeowners insurance is a volatile market. The, yep. they, we give and take with our availability to markets, and I think they're going to be inundated now with new business, and they will pull back and they will stop writing or stop accepting new business. And then what's going to happen, it will halt the purchase and the sale of homes in coastal Florida or coastal U.S. because people won't pay that. And, mm. it's, you know, they've got these premiums, a $9,000 premium. On a $9,000 premium, you'd expect a multi-million dollar house, not a $500,000 house. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is there a difference as far as what lenders will take between private flood and FEMA-oriented flood, uh, flood flood programs? Because I know in Dallas specifically, and granted, I'm not coastal, so I know that, but I know some lenders will not take a, a flood policy if it's not FEMA-approved. We've we've been able to battle that a lot here in Florida, and I think we run into run into it in Florida quite a bit, and they do have to accept the private flood, and they have to accept the flood endorsement. We do, as agents, have to fuss with them and, and let them know that they have to accept right. it, and, but we've not had issue with that. 
Okay. That's good. That's good. That's good. So as you kind of look at that though, you know, the difficulty just to be able to buy a house seems astronomical. I mean, home insurance premiums over the past year or two, and I know that it, historically it's just been a thing overall anyway, but property in Florida overall is hard. Now floods going to be hard and that just makes it so hard. People are not going to be able to afford to purchase a home. We've been in an uptick in the market. Our market values have gone crazy this year anyway. With this, it's going to plummet them. All those folks that, you know, bought a house on speculation saying, I'm going to flip it in a year or this or that, or that bought a house under the understanding that, you know, it's their forever home, they're, they're going to be shocked when they see what the flood insurance rates are going to be. It's going to prohibit them from being able to sell that house. Mm, mm, that's hard. It is, unless you're dealing with a cash buyer who doesn't have, doesn't care to whether they have flood insurance or not. And maybe that's what FEMA's trying to do is to remove the coastal exposures altogether. So, okay, that's a really good question. Then. So do you think that that, I mean, and I, I know you don't know what to think because you, you know, you're not on the FEMA board or anything like that, but at the same point, I mean, you know, the next three to five years, how can that be sustainable? I just don't know how for people that could be sustainable. It can't that within four years, your, your flood insurance has basically doubled. Even if you have a policy, you're good. You're, you're not selling, you're not buying. In, in four years, your premium has doubled. How is that? How, how do you sustain that when your premium's 2,500? Now it's 5,000. Right. Well, then homeowners insurance goes up and property taxes are going up too. I mean, I know that my home and in, in, like I said, in Dallas specifically, we have a $200 increase every single year in our property taxes, period. No, hands down, no questions asked. And it's only higher than that normally. But I'm just saying that's what we know to expect in the areas that our home, our home, insu- I mean, I'm sorry, taxes, taxes go up $200 per year. Our homeowners insurance is typically going up $100 a year on average, if we yeah. give or take a little bit here and there. And then, you know, I mean, especially then if you're on a flood area, you're looking at an average of three to $500 increase per year on a homeowner's yeah. ownership platform, you know, across the board, just on things that you're required to pay to own a home. Yeah, it's going to, that's not even maintenance. No, no, not maintenance or anything. If anything goes wrong, you need a new roof or a new hot water heater and all that. So we're just trying to get the message out to the realtors, to the consumers, you know, to our county commissioners, to our governor, to our state representatives that we need some help. We're in a great time to sell our houses here in Florida. This will halt it all together. Wow. And you're saying all this goes into effect October 1st, huh? October 1st. So is there any type of litigation, anything that's going on out there to be able to stop this? Is I mean, I know that you said, because I know in Dallas, I don't pay a ton of attention to flood because we're not in a lot of flood areas, but we do have a lot of lakes. We have a lot of water, you know, areas out here necessarily. And I know that distance to water is kind of what you were talking about, about as far as the fact that it doesn't matter about elevation necessarily. So is there anybody out there trying to get this fixed or change this with, like you said, litigators or the people who make these decisions? I have contacted FEMA directly and I have an advocate that is supposed to contact me back later this week. Um, we, on behalf of Iron Rock Insurance, we have sent an email to our county commissioners, our governor, our senators. We're just trying to get the information out because this is all brand new. No one has said, hey, this is how bad the rates are going to be. This is the way it's going to turn up. We were shocked Friday when we were able to have access to rating, and this is what we're seeing. So we're at the very beginning stages of what in the heck are we going to do? 
Yeah. How can yeah. we help our community? What do you, what do you, what do you recommend for your community team members to be able to do to help out with this? Because I mean, they've got to be out there advising clients and helping them yeah. to know what to expect. It's not just this blindness of here, we're going to process a loan or here, we're going to show a house or here, we're going to, you know, how can community partners that you work with um, and, or anybody who's along the coastline, because this isn't just a Florida challenge. This is something that's going to be anywhere who's close to the, the, the water, right? Pretty Correct. much. So therefore Correct. it could be anybody who's in I mean, Alabama, Louisiana, North, North, South Carolina, all the way up the coast, you know, um, New York. I mean, it could be anybody who's within certain distance of certain areas of right. water, Texas here along the coast, right? How can we work with our team members and, or how can our, 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 our partners in business, if you will, for the concept of being able to try to sell and purchase and, and help homeowners, how, how can we ask our our, our partner, um, referral partners to be able to help us to help them through this process. Again, like we said, the, the, the way to do it is private flood, having a copy of the existing policy or flood on the homeowner. So I would tell our referral partners, make sure you're dealing with a, a good agent that has access to those, those things. Mm -hmm. Make sure when you're listing a house, you get a copy of that current flood insurance. Get a copy of what they have now so that hopefully that your buyer, so you can sell that house, the buyer will be able to have that flood insurance grandfathered in. I would tell our realtors and our mortgage brokers and all that, contact FEMA directly. If you go into floodsmart.gov, there is a, a, a place at the, in one of the pages that says to contact an advocate. That's what we did. We have contacted an advocate and said our community needs help. The flood rates have lost their mind and we need help reining that back in because, again, our sales of new homes will, will cease here in, in coastal Florida. Wow. Wow. All right. All right. Well, is there anything else that we need to be able to discuss about this? Because this is just, I, I mean, I'm just, how, how can they help their, their, their buyers to be able to grandfather get grandfathered in if they're currently um, helping someone to buy a current home because that's something I know my realtors wouldn't necessarily, or even my loan officers wouldn't necessarily know about how to be able to do. So how can we help them? I love your suggestion of, of making sure you get a copy of the current flood policy, maybe even like as you're putting a house on the market, making sure that you ask for that. Like as you go through the, you know, the seller's disclosure type information, right? Saying, hey, let's also get a copy of your flood policy because this is going to be a really big thing. But what is, do you have any idea what the process is to get somebody grandfathered in or will be and how long that would take? Because would that make closing no. a home longer? No, we're just, we just have to have a copy of that existing policy to show that there's an existing policy in force and then we can grandfather it in. Now I would tell the realtors Start getting quotes on that house before you even have buyers looking at it because they're mm -hmm. going to want to know. Now, of course, there are some things, underwriting and credit and all that, that have to be taken into account. But you can get a general idea of what a homeowner's and flood insurance combined policy should be prior to even having a buyer. I would say be proactive. Find out now before you get buyers in there getting all excited about buying a house and finding out that the flood insurance isn't affordable. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that'll put a big damper on it very quickly. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Talk about cutting your closing and closing altogether. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And, it, and, if, and if our partners can be proactive about that process up front, then we can help them to make it a smoother process for their clients. Yeah. And I know that's a really, really big thing that we can help out with on our end with the, with the closing process is helping them make that flood a lot easier. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I love it. I love it. Well, Lisa, thank you so much. Is there anything else that we need to go before we wrap it on up here? I mean, I know that you are the queen down in the Tampa area with all of this going on with the flood and with all the things you got going on down there. I know I'm excited to be able to meet you in person in November. Yes, We're going to be yep. at an awesome conference coming up here in November, the IAOA Innovation Conference. And I appreciate you. Any last words on flood and all the stuff going on down there? I would tell them, reach out to us, go to our website, ironrockins.com. There's a contact me button there. If they have questions, click on that button. It drops right to my email. We'll be happy to help them through all of it. All right. All right. So that would be great for any, uh, you know, realtors or anybody in the area, in that, in that area that you can help them with. But if you are listening and you are not in the Tampa area, and even if you are, you have agents that you usually work with insurance agents, make sure that you reach out, whether or not you're on the Texas coast, if you're on the, you know, in the Carolinas, whatever it is, if you are a coastal real estate agent, make sure that you do reach on out directly to your local insurance agent, independent insurance agent and ask them what their resources are, ask them what they can do and make sure like Lisa said, get maybe even a pre idea of what that might look for. So that way you can guide your buyers in the right direction. Lisa, thank you so much for your time today. People, you just mentioned if people wanted to reach out to you, give it to us one more time. How can they connect with you? www.ironrockins.com. All right. Perfect. Everybody, this has been another episode of Power Women in Insurance podcast. Very excited to be able to talk with Lisa today. Make sure you guys give us a rating here on um, iTunes or Spotify or Google Podcasts, wherever it is that you listen to your favorite podcast. We're honored to be a part of the agency intelligence platform for podcasts. Make sure you give us a review. Tell us, reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram with other powerful women that you want us to be able to talk to. And uh, I look forward to talking to you guys next week. We do issue a new episode every Wednesday. Everybody have a great day.